You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Bowness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church, or service times, or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Bowness. Thanks, Graham. That was such a cute video. <laughs> right, I want to start this morning by giving somebody a blessing. All right, haven't primed anybody. Right, so I'm going to select somebody to give this blessing to. Do you know what this is? Sweeties. Big bags of sweeties. So what I've decided is I'm going to bless David with these sweeties. David, there you go. They're all for David, right? Bless you, David. Now, I want to ask you some questions, David. Sorry, I put you on the spot a bit here. Do you feel special? I do, though, yeah. You feel special, right? Well, do you think that you did anything that made me choose you over all these other people that I care about and value? I wore a very bright jumper. You did? (laughs) That is true. That's not the answer I was looking for, but that is true. It did attract me slightly to you, but but the answer I was looking for is no. I I didn't actually select him because he did anything special over the rest of you. I just chose him. So you're actually, you're special because you're chosen. You weren't special, you weren't chosen because you're special. Do you get me? So I want you to hold on to that. He's special because I chose him, okay? But this is also, I've got a slightly bigger plan here because I also value all of you and I want to bless all of you through David. So David, I'd like you to distribute the blessing and I pass those bags around so that everybody can, can be part of this blessing and receive a blessing too, so that you also will all be chosen and special too. Okay, do you want to hold on to that? Well, not you, hold on to that. You give those out, but the rest of you hold on to that. So I want you to, to kind of keep hold of that illustration in your mind as this is going around, that he's chosen. You're not chosen because you're special there. You're special because you are chosen. And you're all valuable here. You're all valuable. You all deserve this blessing because I want to bestow it upon you. So this is actually, it might not seem it, but this is actually a major theme of the Bible that runs right from start to finish. So in 20 minutes or 15 minutes, I'm going to go for 15 minutes, I'm going to try and run right through the whole Bible here. No, not really. But we are going to start somewhere very early, and I'm going to show you how this theme actually starts to come out in the Bible. So we're going to start in Genesis, Genesis 12. If you've got your Bibles, you can read it. It's just this one little piece of text today, so that's where we're going to look at. And the context to start here is that this is way back in Genesis, okay? This is just after the creation narratives, and we are starting to read about Abraham. There's been a list of genealogies down to Abraham here to tell us who Abraham is and where he's come from. And then God just speaks to him here, okay? So I'm just going to read it. The Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth 
will be blessed through you. So I want to focus in on two parts of this promise that God makes to Abraham. But first I just want to say one little thing that I don't really have time to go into, but if you look at that text, it says, I will make you a blessing. I will make your name great. I will bless you. God is saying, I will do this for you. And quite a lot of the problems that Abraham runs into are because he tries to make his own name great and he tries to do things in his own strength. And don't we know how that goes? But anyway, you can read more about Abraham later on. That was just a by the by. But I want to start by highlighting these two parts of this promise. So the first part is, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. And the second part is that it says, uh, God says, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Okay, those are the two big pieces of this promise that I want to focus on today. So the first thing is he's going to bless Abraham. He's going to give him an abundance. He's going to give him what he needs, and he's going to make him into a great nation. His family line is going to be this great nation. He's going to bless him. And then all the nations, all the other peoples on earth are going to be blessed through Abraham and his family. That's a big promise. All the other people, all the other nations. So a question here, why Abraham? Why did I choose to give those things to David? Apart from his jumper. Why Abraham? Why did God choose Abraham? Let's ask that question of Abraham. Does Abraham deserve to be chosen? Here, the author of Hebrews says, oh yes, perfect, I've I've been blessed by the sweetest too. That's perfect, thank you very much. Yeah, why Abraham? The author of Hebrews writes that Abraham's faith was credited as righteousness to him. So, you know, his descendant, the genealogy that we, we read about before him, it could be anybody from Adam, down to, down to their name there, but God chooses Abraham and he promises this to Abraham. Doesn't they, it's not that he values other people less, but he chooses Abraham's family. It's not like a sports team thing, you know, in school where you get picked because you were actually the best at the football, you know, and then it would be whittled down until usually I was left, you know, or a couple of us were left who were like, oh, I'm not so good at this. But that's not what God's doing here. He's not saying because of your abilities, I'm going to choose you. He doesn't have any qualifications to be chosen, okay? He's special because God chooses him and his family. That's the distinction that I want to make here. He's special because he's chosen. And his family is going to be the main way that the world is going to see God through them. God's going to come and live with them. He's going to come and live beside them in the camp as we read through the, the Old Testament. And he's going to be, use them to show himself to the world. Does that make sense? This is what's happening. So this is both a calling and it's a blessing. So there's a responsibility on Abraham's family here to remember, but it's also, uh, it's also a blessing to them. So they're going to be called to be this family that's going to bless the nations. It's a responsibility and it's a promise. Okay? So there's a part of it that's on David to hand out the sweets, but God says here that he's also promising he's going to do this. So as we go through the Old Testament, we see that they fail time and time again at this. But God's promise is above that. He says, even though you've completely screwed this up, I promise to bless the nations through you, and I'm going to do it. And so he keeps going with this family and with this family line. They were special because he chose them. And this is the part... Hey, buddy. (laughs) This is the part that if you follow this theme through the Bible, they keep forgetting about this part, that they are going to bless the nations. 
You know, they remember the part about being chosen and being special, but they keep forgetting about the part that they're going to be a blessing to the nations. And that part of responsibility, you know, they, we can read that they often get so focused on how special they think they are because they're chosen that they forget what they're meant to do with that. They didn't deserve this. They weren't above somebody else to be chosen. God chose Abraham. So God has this bigger plan, this bigger plan. He's got this line he wants to bless people through this line of people. And he's got this bigger plan to make it spread out to the world. It's going to be a blessing to the nations. And it's a promise. So sometimes he has to intervene. But they often got so distracted, the Jews, with trying to do everything to the letter that they kind of missed the point of this. So so distracted, in fact, that actually in the New Testament, they nearly all of them missed God actually himself coming to meet them in the person of Jesus. Not all of them, but lots of them missed that because they were so distracted by trying to do everything to the letter, do everything right, and keep carrying on being this chosen people. And Jesus is the epitome of this promise that we see here way back in Genesis. Jesus is the epitome of that. He's the ultimate blessing to the nations that God talks about. Through Abraham's line, Jesus comes and gives an opportunity for all people to meet with God and to have a relationship with him and to draw near to him and be in relationship with him. And he says of himself, Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. And that just enrages them because he's saying, I knew about this and before Abraham even was, I was there. He's the epitome of the promise. And a lot of the things that we read about Jesus in the New Testament that we read he said, um, although they're relevant to us, actually a lot of them are directly confronting the Jewish leaders a lot of the time about how they're acting and what they're doing with this promise. And he's saying you're missing the point that you're supposed to be pointing people to God and blessing the nations. That's who you're supposed to be. And there's loads of stories. You know, the Good Samaritans one, they ignore this guy in the ditch and priests walk around because they're trying to keep to the law. Or Jesus getting angry in the temple. You know, that's a fairly common one. People just think, oh, it's a good excuse to say, oh, see, Jesus got angry too. But where did he get angry? It's most likely that this place, this part of the temple, was the court of the Gentiles that they turned into a market. Not inside the temple where the Jews could go, the bit where the nations, the rest of the world could come, they turned that bit into a market. And Jesus' whole mission, his whole thinking is, after this, you're going to go out into the nations and bless them. And this bit here that they're supposed to come into and meet with God, you've turned it into a market because you don't care about the rest of the nations. You missed the point of this, of the promise. And that's why he gets so angry. He's like, get this out of here. You're going to be praying for the Gentiles. That's you and me. That's the rest of the world in this court. And that's why he turns it upside down. But not all the Jews missed it. The disciples were Jews. They were chosen. He chose, they were chosen by Jesus to fulfill this exact calling that he would choose to reveal himself to them so that they could go on to bless all the nations by sharing the good news about Jesus to the world and by introducing people to God. He came to the Jews first and then the message went out to the Gentiles because Jesus came to make this invitation open to everyone. It started out with the Jews but he opened it up. He blew this thing wide open so that anybody could come to God. 
And this is the ministry that Paul was called to as well. If you look into some of the letters of Paul, a lot of the time he talks about this promise, about this message. You know, he's got a lot of focus on it because he's a Jew who was called through Christ to be this blessing to who? The Gentiles, the rest of the nations. He knows what his mission is, and this is it. In Galatians 3.14, it says, He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, through Christ Jesus. It's the second half of this promise from Genesis, a blessing to the nations. That's what the Gentiles means as well. It means the other nations. That's what that phrase means. And we can be part of this and be blessed in receiving salvation through Jesus Christ. So the second question, I missed out the first question, so I'll go back to that. That was the first question, why is this important to us? That's why it's important to us. It's because all the stuff to do with a chosen line and a family was to come down to us so that we could be part of this promise. The second part of this, that as believers, don't we fail at this too? You know, like we can look at what happened to the Israelites, we can look at what they did and we can be like, oh, if only he'd picked a different people. If only he'd done this. If only, if only I'd been there, I might have made a better job of that. It's absolute rubbish. You know, looking into the Old Testament, it's often like looking in a mirror because you can see all the failure and I can see it in me too. That's partly why he's done it like that, to show us that we will continue to be like this too. Even in our own strength, we'll keep failing too. But it's okay because it's God's promise. So there's a responsibility that we're going to try at, but he's got a promise there that he's going to supersede what we do as well and keep going with his promise to bless the nations. So the second question, I still didn't say that, but don't we fail at this? We fail at this, yeah? Because sometimes we can look out at the rest of the world and go, ah, it's okay, I've got my salvation, you know, I'm fine, I'm okay. It's everybody out there, they need to worry about we're, us in here oh we're fine we've got it right we're good we're gonna we're gonna go to heaven it's all good and that's not the attitude of the promise but I know I can feel like that sometimes so oh, everything's everything's terrible out there but it's all right it's all right for me that's not the attitude of this promise because we're not chosen because we're special we're special because we're chosen Sometimes you can get into an argument with somebody about what's right, you know, am I right, I'm right. You're trying to justify, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I've got it all together and I'm right in the situation. I'm right and you're wrong. That's not what we should be about. We should be about blessing the nations because you are them outside without the blessing. Just the same. I am them without Christ, without the promise. And this is the challenge to us this morning is we are chosen to carry this message of Christ the hope, the light, the power of God to others, to tell them, to show them, and to introduce them to Jesus. It's not just rest in this promise and be blessed. It's that we have this responsibility also to speak up. And I'm not, I don't want to pressure you. I don't want you to, to go away feeling condemned. I've got to do better. You know, I've got to be. I want to try and encourage you in the truth that you have inside of you of who Christ is and what he's done for you. It's for everyone. It's for you and it's for everyone else. And it doesn't give us an air of superiority. It gives us a mandate for telling the world this out of love. How do we do this? Well, I just want to quickly go into Matthew 28 here, 16. 
says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is not an afterthought from Jesus, you know. Oh, by the way, at the end of the gospel, go out and tell everybody and make disciples. It's not an afterthought. It's what his whole mission was about, coming to this point where he says, now you go. As I gave David those sweeties and said, I want to bless you, now you go and bless the nations. Now you go and give them this gift. He is working through us, but we have a responsibility to speak. This is what his mission's all about, that we've been saved and grafted into this family of God, this line through Abraham, Father Abraham, you don't know that saying. And discipling obviously means more than just telling people. I don't really have time to, to talk about that today, but the application of this for us today is to take this blessing of salvation that you've been given and to just speak it out to others. We can't just sit around thinking about how blessed we are. We've got to tell them. And God hasn't really changed this plan, you know. The Israelites, they carried his presence. He lived with them and they, they showed the world who he is because he lived with them. And now he's chosen a people in the same way, but instead of just this one family line, it's this multicultural bunch of strangers who he's living in and through and showing the world to himself through us, the family of God, so that we can continue to be a blessing to the nations. There's power in your testimonies. Speak out what Jesus has done in your life. Don't, don't, please don't go away beating yourself up about what you don't say, but start to speak out what he's done in your life. Don't go to people and say, I'm right because. Just speak out what he's done for you. Jesus lives in you and there's a power in your testimony. What he's done and what is he doing in you? Just speak that out. That is the blessing. It's Jesus. He is the blessing to the world and we get to play a part in this promise. The people outside aren't wrong. Like I said, they're just you without the blessing, without the gift of grace, without the promise, without Christ. He's working in us. But as I said, we've got a responsibility to share this. So I hope I've encouraged you to speak up because this is as much about you know, physical, material blessing as we heard with Graham. It's going to be blessed as the little sandpiper was blessed. God is going to bless Abraham. We are part of that blessing too. And we can share out those blessings materially. But it's much, much bigger than this because this spiritual blessing, this means so much more than just material blessing, especially in this time of hardship and trials that we're going through. People need more than just being blessed with something else, some other material thing. So I hope I've encouraged you to speak up and not be ashamed of the gospel because you're part of the promise. You're special because you're chosen. And if you don't know anything about this, if you don't know who Jesus is, you can. I invite you now, this is an invitation, that you can know him as well. You can come to know him in your life and he can have a dramatic change and effect in your heart as he has in most of the people in this room. And don't worry because after this service, they're all going to tell you all about it. So thanks guys.